Hey Croydon, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Awesome. So welcome to the Birthing Goddess podcast. So for the listeners today, we've got my husband, Croydon, that has decided to come on and talk about our birth story. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be on the podcast. <laughs> awesome. All right. So first question for you is, when did we decide we were ready for a baby? Um, well, I think I was always keen to, to get started and have and create a family. Um, and then you decided, uh, well, we decided we'll go to Crystal Castle down in um, New South Wales. And it was that day that we were just chilling on the grass and just talking. And then you just said, um, I want to have a baby. Let's do this. So uh, we went to the, what was that tree? The intention manif- tree, yeah. manifesting, manifestation tree, wrote uh, down that you wanted to, to fall pregnant and that was that, the plan was seeded from there and uh, yeah, and then the story goes on. Awesome. So that was really exciting and um, the way that we found out we were pregnant was quite interesting. So can you tell the listeners a little bit? about that? Mm, well, um, I just arrived back from um, some work in America and uh, I think you said something about maybe that you hadn't had your period for a couple of weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you could be pregnant. And uh, you said, oh, can you go get a pregnancy test? And I said, all right. And I was absolutely exhausted from a long flight, but I went up to the pharmacy and I was looking through the aisles and I was the only one in the pharmacy and a lady yelled out to me, hi there, can would you like some help? And I'm just awkwardly, oh yeah, just uh, want to know where your pregnancy <laughs> tests are. <laughs> so anyway, I brought two, I think, and uh, came back and and yeah, we followed the instructions and I hopped back on the bed to have a rest and you said, oh, we should... Um, we should film it. And I said, no, nah, don't film it. This is our privacy and blah, blah, blah and stuff. And so I wasn't really up for it. But you did. You went ahead. And, uh, yeah, and then obviously it was positive And it was pretty awesome to think back now when you that you did film it because it's pretty emotional and raw at the time on, yeah, how our emotions really showed. So, um, yeah, I was very excited and stoked and... That was the story of how we found out. (laughs) Yeah, it was such an awesome moment. Um, And then why did we choose our care provider? Can you tell the listeners um, why we chose the one we went with? Um, I think, yeah, just we looked at other options and it just just seemed a little bit messy that we're going to get um, different healthcare providers throughout the journey. And so we decided that, we wanted to go for private midwife, so we had the one midwife throughout the whole journey, um, even postpartum. So, uh, we yeah, we were happy with that. Obviously, it's a bigger investment, but um, we were happy to make and invest in, in the future of that journey. So, yeah, just having that one healthcare provider um, was felt good together. We decided that that felt good, so we went with um, a private 
midwife. Yes. And for the listeners on the Gold Coast, we ended up going with my own midwives. So they are based, I think, now in Ashmore um, and they're amazing, Um, especially if you want a home birth, you have to have a private midwife. So uh, yeah, so check them out. All right. So next question is, um, what was your initial reaction when I said we should check out hypnobirthing? Yeah, I mean, at first I thought, like, obviously I'm, I have an open open mind uh, into different things. But when you said hypnobirthing, I, I've been hypnotized before. That worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was to do with some sort of hypnosis. Um, and I thought it was a bit of, bit of foo-foo at the time. And so you told me to, uh, to come. And at first I think I said to just go by yourself. But you asked if, if I can join you. So, yeah went along and and realized it's um i don't know i was thrown off by the name of hypnobirthing really i feel like it should be just called pregnancy education or something like that just purely the fact that i realized like oh my god this this is actually quite important so yeah um we signed up and uh it was quite cool because it ended up being sort of like our our date nights every fortnight every week every week week, it was sort of like a date night where we got to um, spend, you know, two, three hours, sometimes it was almost four hours of just um, being together and, and learning together. So, Yeah, it was so exciting. And we learned so much in that course. Can you tell uh, the listeners what you learned? Yeah, I mean, I had no idea um, even if it was the first class and I had no idea what a placenta was. I had no idea what a uterus was. I had no idea what perennial massage was. Um, and so... It was, I highly, highly recommend mm. um, hypnobirthing, purely the fact that you're learning the journey together, you're getting education, especially the partner or the husband or the father-to-be uh, gets educated as well because um, I I literally had no idea and I was fearful at first to know that we were going to have a child and... Um, you know, just not understanding the process. And so I became very educated and, and uh, we were leaving each week um, with excitement going home and, and the, the car and the drive back, just talking about what we learnt. And yeah, it was, it was uh, like being back at school together in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such a great time. I always remember, um, yeah, those Tuesday nights. Uh, so next question, um, what was your initial reaction about when I said we should get a birth videographer? Uh, again, I just thought, um, just for privacy reasons, more the fact that I thought um, it would be a distraction, you know, having a photographer around right there giving birth and you've got a photographer right there, but um, it's, it's definitely not the case. Uh, but yeah, I just, that was the main reason was I just thought it was going to be a massive distraction, um, to, to the journey. But, um, I'm obviously understand why you did it purely the fact that, you know, you've got family history, um, with your mum and your sister, um, even on my side with my mum and that with, um, traumatic births. And so you wanted to change the journey for, um, your, family's name and and also you know help others to realize that uh you don't have to be fearful of of birth and and 
and to see that on video form and and the journey is i mean i i i love watching i still watch it to this day because it's just so cool to see how powerful you were how calm you were and obviously it's definitely got to not only inspire your family um but other other women's and other families that are, are giving birth as well so having a videographer is um, very precious because that will be with you for forever um to be able to just show that and i think it'll be cool even for zephyr when he is mm. 10 years old and we show him and he sees you know the journey with that i mean that'd be incredible i think if i was to think back if now if i was to see my birth mm. oh that'd be pretty awesome so um yeah again you made a good call there um my initial reasoning of why why do we have to have a videographer but um yeah i mean obviously it's it was a i'm glad i i'm glad you worked on me and i said yes let's do it um because yeah it's been a game changer for so many reasons for example it's leading into the podcast because you just have massive desires dreams needs and wants to inspire other women out there birthing goddesses to understand that their body's designed to birth and and you guys are powerful and you you have control and go at it and understand that um yeah it's a uh, your, your body's designed to do that and to mm-hmm. to not be fearful that's awesome and for the listeners, um, yeah, definitely don't regret that decision that we made going with uh, our amazing birth videographer. Uh, as Corden said, I wanted to rewrite the history of my family's fear. Um, both my mom, my sister have both had two cesareans each and um, there's a lot of fear. My mum's witnessed her sister having a stillborn baby. Corridan's mum has had a stillborn baby and a few miscarriages. So there's a lot of fear around birth um, and for the next generation, our family onwards, I wanted to um, create more empowerment. So that was one reason why we went with our birth videographer or the main reason I should say. Yeah, and she was awesome because I I totally didn't even know she was there. I totally forgot that she was around. So she did a fantastic job. Never was there a time that I felt like saying to her, get the hell out of the way because she she was fantastic. She was actually an asset. Like she was beautiful feminine Mm. energy and she Mm -hmm. was giving me coconut water. So that was so nice. Um, Yeah, so beautiful. Uh, next question. So um, in our 40-week appointment, so mm-hmm. at 40 weeks still hadn't given birth, mm-hmm. um, what happened when we went to our 40-week appointment? Yeah, so it was getting crunch time and we had to obviously set the intention of, well, what does that day look like? Um, and I uh, can't remember actually where we had the appointment with Rosie and Ashmore. we were talking about, um, you know, the day of of what happened and actually you asked um because you you saw that rosie our midwife had given um had helped another lady give mum give birth at home and so you asked her i just see you um had a home birth just recently what's the difference between home birth and um being in hospital and having a birth and she said oh it's like chalk and cheese and uh so she told us more about it and I deep down a long time ago, my I did obviously tell you, and you know that now. But yeah, um, I always wanted to you to have a home birth and for us to just be at home. 
So when she went through the process of, well, a home birth is just you labor at home and if everything's going good, then you obviously just birth in, in the pool or wherever and you stay at home. So I thought, oh, that's fantastic. And I got really excited and I thought, man, that's cool. Like, why go to hospital if things are going good at laboring at home when you have to anyway and you only go to hospital to give birth, then why not just give birth right right there in your own comfort of your own home? So... I was getting super into it. I took charge of that meeting basically and I was asking all the questions, what about this, what about that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I've actually got a birth pool right here. If you want to, let's go ahead. And I, I just remember this, I was so focused on how awesome a home birth was that I totally forgot to ask Fatima, <laughs> like, oh, do you want to do this? So I remember just asking you like, look, I reckon it'll be awesome. I'm comfortable doing that even though it's our you know, first child when you think so fearful, I mean, I was fearful at the start, just going knowing the whole journey, but because we got educated, which is, I recommend all men, um, fathers to be, to, to get really in tune with with the birth and the process and, and um, educate yourself and stuff because it becomes very empowering for, for you to know um, how much control you can have and how much you play a big part in that process as well. Mm. and you said oh you weren't a hundred percent sure but you're like oh yeah yeah okay so we ended up with that meeting with the birth pool in the (laughs) bloody car and we're driving home we've we've decided we're going with a home birth so Mm. um yeah that was that was a that was that meeting was one meeting that we'll never forget for sure it was a game changer and for those listeners out there um we decided we changed our mind three days before his due date so he was due for example on the friday mm. and that was a tuesday so three days before he was due to come um yeah so we decided from a hospital birth to a home birth mm-hmm. so that was so interesting um so let's talk about when i went into labor so after um after one week, so that was now 41 weeks, so I was almost almost 41 weeks at the 41-week appointment. Um, yeah, what happened when Rosie came over to our house? When- yeah, Rosie came over and she seen had seen that I had blown up the, the birth pool and that was fun. I enjoyed that process as well. <laughs> and, and she rocked up and she's like, oh, okay, awesome. So where's this? Where's the hose? Where's, have you got the towels? Um, that I, that we sent you and the list of what you need. And we said, what? We didn't get anything. Um, and so she hadn't sent the the list of... She had forgotten. <laughs> the, basically the ingredients of, of what you need to, to <laughs> give birth at home. So um, I ended up getting everything that day. We, got, we needed, what, like 10, 15 towels. Um, we needed a space for, obviously, the resuscitation area if things went... Um, wrong um, the tarp the tarp yep so then the place doesn't get filled with water so the tarp underneath the the birth pool and obviously a hose because in my mind I was just gonna just keep filling it up with the jug um, <laughs> but I would have been there for a, two days just doing that when I realized um, so I ended up going to Bunnings to get a get a hose and I was that rushed and excited that I ended up getting purchasing a hose that was a garden hose that had holes in it for a sprinkler outside. <laughs> so when I plugged it in and to test it out and from the, the tap into the birth ball, turn on the water and all of a sudden it's 
spraying water everywhere out of the holes like a sprinkler. So that was funny. So I had to go back to Bunnings and get a, a, a garden hose that didn't have any holes in it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, I'm glad uh, you hadn't uh, laboured before then. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had what we needed. No. And it was so interesting. So that day was my mum arrived from New Zealand on the Wednesday. Mm. So already I was um, how many days now? Six days or five days over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thursday, Rosie came. I was already, what, almost 41 weeks. And, um, and then that night I went into labour. So let's talk about when I went into labour. Uh, yeah, I think there was a time, I think it was one like a couple of days before that you had said that you got some stomach pains and stuff and you thought oh I feel like it may be early stages of labor and I was like oh okay cool and then it was then you, we didn't say anything you didn't say anything for another two or three days after that so we went for a walk along Burley Hill and we're at the base of Burley Hill and then you said oh I've got these pains again in my stomach and they're just getting a little bit stronger and I just thought at the time oh you just you know it's just that same thing that you had the other day. It'll go away. I thought it was just temporary stomach pain. Um, so, yeah, i never forget that moment because it was, yeah, the base of Burley Head Hill. And I remember walking down the path and I saw a snake um, go across mm. the path. And then we walked past there and that's when you got, obviously, the early stages of labour started to happen. But I thought it was just the stomach cramps again. So I thought nothing of it. We went home. Um had had dinner and you, you said again, oh, I'm getting these pains again and stuff like that. And they started to become, you know, what, once every hour or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't remember. It's been over 12 months since this happened. Um, so, yeah. And then that night um, we didn't sleep too much because, yeah, you started to get some. We're in the more, lounge yeah, with the TENS machine. <laughs> that's right. So you got we got the TENS machine out and started using that. Um and so when obviously you're getting those pains, I put it on the weakest one, I think. And then throughout that night and into the morning, obviously they got um, a little bit more intense and more frequent. And so obviously that meant that I was ramping up the tense machine a little bit more as well. Uh, and yeah, just slowly started to to speed up. And, and then uh, you said, um, cool Rosie and... And so I did, and she, Rosie said, oh, yeah, she's doing okay. I'll probably be there in about an hour and a half or an hour. And um, after hanging up, those the, the surges started to get a little bit more intense and, and very more frequent because obviously I was right next to you and you were squeezing my hand, and that was the signal to ramp up the, um, ramp up the tense machine. Uh, and then... We always thought, like, you know, keep moving, keep moving. And so we went to the um, lounge and gave you a green smoothie to keep you, um, you know, having some sort of fuel in the body. And then so we you had a green smoothie and then you started to do some salsa dancing. So we were dancing in the lounge. No, you grabbed me. Oh, yeah. That's I, right. was I was like hunched. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I was hunched over the, um, what's it called, the change table and you just grabbed me and we ended up doing... A bit of salsa dancing, so that took my mind off um, the yeah contractions for a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, at no point in time did we ever say to each other, oh, I'm in labor. Because yeah. we didn't know, we hadn't known like what labor was or yeah. if this was labor or mm-hmm. I think we just were so in the moment, so in the present um, yeah, moment that we didn't even realize, oh, shoot, we're in labor. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I thought like, obviously you were getting to that point but i i thought it was miles away i was thinking you know oh, we're probably another two days away or something like that mm. and then after that dancing you just ran out to the balcony and just launched the green smoothie all over the balcony by just missing the carpet and just this green puddle of your green smoothie was all over our balcony so yeah and i think we went back into the room because you felt comfortable curled over yeah cause... um and so yeah and then the surges just got intense and there was a point there where they were just getting um insane for you and you asked me can you check where rosie is check with rosie and so i called up rosie and i said look um you know she's challenged a little bit more now i think it's time for you to really make your way here um and yeah after that that was obviously you were really working hard so how long did she come after it was an hour after that call okay and uh, yeah, and then there was that time, it was the one time that you said, I can't do this. And when you said that, um, I thought, shit, this is like really tough to so handle. this is when I was in transition. Now we look back, now we know it was transition at yeah. this point. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, man, this is, it was challenging to watch because you were just working so hard. You had the sweats and it was just nonstop. Like they were just, your surges were coming every shapes, bloody every, minute. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, I called, then Rosie called me to say that she had arrived. So, um, and before that, it was just you and I, and your mum stayed in her room. And we were just, it was just you and I, I think just she working was, together. Um, praying. <laughs> yeah, she was praying. <laughs> because she had witnessed her older sister give birth at home, um, and the, apparently the baby got stuck, and there was no midwife. Um, so she had this traumatic experience watching a stillborn baby. Um, so for her, it was quite, I think she had a bit of fear. Not, I didn't even know about her sister until after, thank God. But yeah, she was mm. praying in her room. <laughs> yeah, so Rosie called, picked up, she said, I'm downstairs. So I had to go downstairs um, and grab all the equipment um, out of her car and he tell her where to ages. park and stuff. So, well, it was probably only about 15 minutes, but to you it probably felt like an hour. Yeah. Um, and so that was hard for you because you were wondering where I was and you were with you, you know, your mum had to come in at that time. And so you were wondering what the hell's going on. So we ended up coming, I ended up bringing up Rosie, bring her in, and she does an assessment on you. And, and I was right next to you, and then she said, Yeah, you're, you're fully dilated, you're ready to. You're ready to go and and remember this we both clearly remember this moment we looked at each other and just like holy shit and we just burst into tears and then all of a sudden your waters broke right on the bed as well so that was like the best moment for us to hear that because mm, we yeah. had labored on our own not really knowing that i had just gone through transition um and that was it that was like oh my god i'm ready to give a birth i had no idea it was at that point so um yeah yeah. and I I remember even just with that tough time that you're going through of just having to keep you positive and telling you that you can do this you've got this and stuff like that so for 
uh, father to be, a partner, whatever, mm. just stay positive and let her know that she's fucking powerful and she, you know, she can work through it and stuff like that as well. So, um, but yeah, when that happened, uh, all of a sudden it was game time for me. I, I had to call up the videographer, tell her to get her ass over quickly before <laughs> um, we give birth. And so, yeah, and then um, had to fill up the pool for the rest of the time. How long did that take? Uh, well, I already had it halfway up, but I just obviously had to get um, the water a little when bit When did you fill it halfway up? I think sort of that morning, oh, I think, good. just doing patches or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I filled the rest up and got it into the nice temperature for you and and then you went. And, um, yeah, I've never seen, like, you work so hard and then for after your waters broke then for you to be so calm and in control that was crazy like i mm. that transition period is was like that's the worst i was like wow <laughs> from working so hard to then being happy and calm and smiling and just being prepared to really to get them out so that was cool and just seeing you in the birth pool that was fun and then yeah obviously i thought sweet he's coming yeah. we're gonna be done and before you know it, two hours of you working hard trying to push him out. He was stubborn, so yeah. he just didn't want to come out. Um, even though I was fully dilated and I was working so hard to push, push, push. If you've seen the birth video, you've probably seen me, um, yeah, <laughs> working hard. Um, but, yeah, we were there for how long? About two hours oh, yeah, definitely plus? two hours. And even, like, for me, I was even fatiguing. and I couldn't even think what you were like, but mm. working so hard. So that was quite tough. And then but obviously, you didn't leave my side that whole time. So. Yeah, but that's what I'm supposed to do, right? And I felt, <laughs> well, not supposed to. I just knew that we're in this together. So it was mm. fine with me. Um, to see you go through that, it was just, I couldn't complain. So, um, but yeah, and then obviously it was pretty cool. I was got excited when I could see his head starting to crown and because I went to hypnobirthing. I was just like, oh, I've seen this visual before, <laughs> you know? So again, I was educated. So there was never a point where I was like, what's going on? What is this? What, what? you know, I was just like, sweet. I know the next stages. Um, so yeah, so, so I'm crowning. I was like, sweet, this is good. And then I remember you pushed really, really hard. And I'm like, yes, he's coming. And then he sunk back in. He I was always like, went shit. Back and in. that was after two hours. And and obviously checking the heart rate, it was all good. And can but, you um tell everyone what the scene was like? So when I was in the pool, how what was the room like? Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was fantastic. It was um it was an overcast day. The music was playing. Um, we had the diffuser, so we're nice. We had affirmations all over the wall to keep you focused and strong and understand, you know, to stay positive. Um, we had the music playing. We had coconut water. It was it was sweet. I was comfortable. It was brilliant. And um, But, yeah, just seeing him crown and going back in, that was when I was like, shit, this guy is not coming out. Um, and so, yeah, obviously I could see because of the mirror that Rosie had and stuff and using the torch. Um, and then, yeah, the heart rate seemed to be fine, but I think it was just like the, he ain't coming out. And so she asked you to get up on your feet and just change positions and go into the toilet just to get into a new position. Go for a walk, she said. For a walk, and yeah, you got up and um, followed you through into our bathroom and you 
sat over the I toilet. I started bleeding, and I was like, "What's happening?" Oh, did you? Oh, and okay. then I felt him coming. <laughs> yeah, so it was that was quick, like from the birth pool to you being over the toilet. That was so. I remember being behind you, holding you under your armpits, and was um, that tough work. <laughs> It was, yeah, because you were pushing down, your whole gravity, you were yeah. forcing down, and I'm trying to keep you up. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, and then there was the mirror there, and I remember actually looking over top of your right shoulder, looking down, and seeing more of it, like, half of his head wow. out. And that's when I was like, okay, I think he's coming now, because I hadn't seen it that far. And then before you know it, you've you've taken a breath and whoop <laughs> he slid out how he comes and, and there was no and I remember because of education stuff like that you know obviously a good sign is to hear him your baby you know start screaming but it doesn't happen all the time and stuff and so it was silent um at one point I'm obviously just saw meconium everywhere all over the floor and stuff and I just thought oh yeah it's just the oh being on a farm back in the day I thought it was just part of the birth birthing process <laughs> birthing process and yeah and then all of a sudden um rosie brought him up he started crying making some noise you've take you've hugged him we've walked in and i remember just seeing the meconium and a bit of blood on the floor and we walked through into our room you've settled down and i was just like at the whole time i was just calm there was never a point where i was panicking or stressed or fearful going whoa what's going on what's going on I just knew, and then so you lie down, and I remember he was, um, I always remember how excited I was to see the, um, what's it called, the breast crawl? Yeah, breast crawl, so that's breast when crawl. the baby crawls to the breast. <laughs> yeah, so I remember him there, and I was like, come on, little man, come on, little man, I was getting obviously a little bit <laughs> frustrated, so I went to grab him oh. and bring him up onto the nipple, and obviously he was still attached with his... Um, I had a short cord. Short... Um, Umbilical. Cool. umbilical cord and so Rosie's like whoa 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 so I was like basically pulling out the placenta in a way um, or could have even snapped the yeah. um, umbilical cord so um, yeah that was funny and then so that was cool then I remember cutting the umbilical cord and that was cool and then um, it's umbilical cord yeah. so. and then um, and then I knew the next stage and the next stage was birthing the placenta I knew Third that stage. there can be challenges with that as well so in the back of my mind that was the only other th- that was the only one thing that um I felt a little bit concerned and worried because you hadn't um it been what 30 minutes or whatever yeah, and you minutes. still hadn't birthed in um the, your placenta and so yeah we um was it was it getting a little out? bit too long and stuff you were trying and wasn't coming out so um we we had the um what's it called the um oxytocin injection and uh yeah and then it came you birthed it but i remember seeing like the bucket of just full of blood like i can't, it's been a while and i could be wrong but it, i'm sure it was like 700 mils or something like that um but and i to also birth the placenta was oh that was pretty tough because they were pushing on my stomach. Oh, that's right. They were pushing down so on my stomach. So birthing Zephyr, I didn't feel a thing. Like, yeah. obviously, I didn't have any drugs or anything. But, like, because I breathed him out, um, there was no tears. And he just, yeah, slid out. I didn't feel anything. It didn't yeah. hurt one bit. But birthing the placenta, when they're pushing on 
your stomach to try and get it out. That was like, and you've just birthed a baby and yeah, <laughs> haven't yeah, slept for two days. Pretty hard. And then I, I remember, and that, that explains the second day as well. But I remember it, yeah. it came out seeing heaps of blood. I was like, so that in my mind, I was thinking internal bleeding because I knew of hemorrhaging and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. That's where I was concerned, and because I'd seen so much blood, I was like, holy shit, mm. this doesn't. I'm a little bit panicky here. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was all good. And I remember there was like a little chunk mm. out of the placenta that had not been like had been taken out, sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so all that blood was in the bucket, and before you know it, we're all cleaned up. And I was uh, had Zephyr and some skin to skin time. That was fantastic. And then went and ordered some pizza. And brought it went home. down, bought bought pizza, and so it was my mum, your mum. The two um, midwives. The two midwives. Birth videographer. Bir- no, actually, it was only just Rosie. Um, right. And the birth uh, videographer. And we're all on the couch having, having pizza. So, and I was trying to feed the baby. Yeah, you were trying <laughs> to feed the baby. So that was, that was just incredible to know that that whole journey was all in the comfort of our own home. We didn't have to go anywhere. Um, yeah, and then that night we cleaned ourselves up and we slept and oh well yeah I slept a little bit it's just more of excitement and that next day he slept for like four or five hours and I remember just going in just checking on him and it was just it was just cool man so um yeah that was that was my view of what uh the whole process and my journey so Mm. um I just hope that you know if mum's listening to this should let their partners know to listen to this as well to understand from a guy's point of view that they play a massive role and mm. they should dig their teeth in with it and really go along with the process and educate and talk through it and stuff because I've learned so so much throughout the throughout the whole journey um and yeah I'm, I love I love talking about it because it was such a an amazing um experience for me as mm. well and so um, but like you were at the time as well, when you got pregnant, I was fear. I had fear. I was feared about, you know, like the whole journey. So educating yourself um, and, and doing communi- it communication, doing it together, understanding each other's values, needs and wants. And um, yeah, uh, and just stay positive And yeah, it was fun. That's cool. And I think, you know, having a birth support partner as, you know, your husband or partner, your main one is so important um, to be with you by your side throughout your whole process um, or your journey. And then the birth itself is so important to have that support partner. And if you don't have that um, support partner, you know, you can find one, you can hire a doula or get a really amazing friend or your mum to come and help because that partner is everything and I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't have been able to birth Zephyr without Croydon because he was such an amazing birth um, partner and if you've seen the video um, I'll probably post it on the Instagram again but uh, yeah you can just see that he is by my side that whole time we are working together to birth our babies so such a special moment Um, and for lastly for those amazing dads to be um what tips do you have for them tips um hmm tips 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 yeah just like get involved like don't think that it's just Hmm. the mum 
that needs to find out everything and and plan everything like really get involved and um you know like it's you're 50 50 it's the birth of of your child so you both have a massive role to play so don't think that um you just say yes 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 to everything like educate yourself and understand that if you're not comfortable with some things and talk about it communicate you know so um yeah just get involved don't don't be a bystander and and that just educate get in there support and educate yourself as well and um you know you'll just never have a point where like I did I just knew the stages I knew what was coming I knew what was next um rather than just going in at blindside and going whoa what's this what's this what's this what do I do you know and freaking out so because if if you're freaking out then that energy's obviously got to flow through so yeah mm. that's my tip get in there get involved <laughs> that's so cool and we are still on a on our big high from our birth and it's been over a year so um you know just having that empowering experience has definitely been um yeah probably one of the most proudest moments well definitely my proudest moment of my life what about your for yourself oh and it, for me it was all you right I'm just proud of of what you did that's what I'm proud about but I mean postpartum there's one thing that you know we didn't really mention as well mm. but from a guy's point of view like get involved like learn to cook <laughs> you know vacuum learn if you, you got to do you just got to do all the things you, yeah. your your partner is just given birth and worked so hard so let her rest and do as much as you can um i think we will cook, have to <laughs> laundry just everything like play a massive role and make sure she gets heaps of sleep and and um yeah really really help postpartum as well because it's challenging both times and then have a plan for that as well like we did you know it was like you went to bed and I I remember staying up watching it was great because the Wimbledon tennis was on for like two weeks after that and I was staying up while you were sleeping when he woke up I obviously grabbed him and stuff and I was watching the tennis and then yeah we transitioned to that so yeah, you you still have to play a, a massive role postpartum for sure, and I'm still playing a massive role right now. So that journey never stops. It's um you both have to work together, hundred percent all the way through. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Croydon, for getting on the podcast. You'll have to come back on, especially for our next birth, whenever that might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can come and um talk about that one. Um, but yeah, thank you, and hopefully um we'll get you back on. Yeah, to all the, the ladies that are pregnant right now, you're powerful, your body's designed to do this. Stay strong, stay positive, um, and rip into it. And then those that are obviously wanting to get pregnant, um, it's an amazing, amazing time to have, you know, one of your own child around with you, um, watching them grow and stuff and knowing that, you know, it's blood and and then postpartum, again, if you're going through some challenges, just reach out and um and support each other and just understand that it's just part of the journey and every day is different um but just to be alive at the moment you got one life you know just have fun try and play full out and understand that challenges are just growing periods and learning lessons to become a better version of you and and a better mum so all the best all the mums and the listeners beautiful so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and we'll get another one out for you soon Have a great day. Bye.